1: Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchison, defensive end, Michigan.
0: Jared Goff winds up. Touchdown, Detroit. Josh Reynolds. Here comes the blitz. Down the middle and on the fly. Jamison Williams, extra speed on
2: the gas and gone. Touchdown. <laughs>
3: Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode two forty nine on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host Tyler, joined by my two guys. As always, Mister Malcolm Hart, Pierre. How you boys doing today on this Monday following that Lions loss to the Philadelphia Eagles? Official starting season zero and one.
1: Man, losing sucks, but I'm I'm doing fine, bro. I'm doing well. Nothing to complain about. I'm good, Malcolm. What's up with you, bro?
2: Woo! woo, woo. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs>
1: shit! God damn it, my
2: voice. Um, shit. As you heard from my woo, it's not going too well. <laughs> um, no, nah, man, I'm I'm all right, man. The loss was is it was, it was expected. I mean, even though like I've seen it coming, it's, it's still that feeling like, man, you know, I wish we'd pulled it out. But I'm all right, man. I'm all, I'm good, man. How, how y'all How y'all doing, man?
3: I'm doing all right. I want to get into this episode. I want to start off with the first question because we actually had someone live at Ford Field. Pierre, you were there it's at right. Ford Field and just watching that game from TV. The atmosphere looked, you know, unbelievable. It was the first sold out game outside of a Thanksgiving game since 2017. So it's been, you know, a minute since the Lions have sold out a game that's not Thanksgiving, and we saw it this this week versus the Eagles, and. I think a lot of people were assuming, like, oh, Eagles fans travel well. There's going to be a lot of Eagles fans. That's why the place is sold out. Now, give me your input. Would you say at Ford Fields when going to this game?
1: It was lit. It felt like it was the loudest I've ever. Like, I've been there multiple times, and this is the loudest I've ever heard it. Bro, you know in halftime when you, like, try to get a hot dog or, like, a pizza or whatever, you wait, like, 20, 30 minutes in line? Mm-hmm. Bro, it was, like, an hour and a half wait. The dude, like, that was sitting next to me left when the half ended. He got back towards the end of the third quarter. Oh shit! Just to get
2: food, bro. Nah, I would have left that line.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I my, we did not stay in the line. We're like, screw this. We're just gonna go back to our
2: seats. <laughs> yeah, I would have left that line. That's crazy. No, but know.
1: like, it was the stadium was lit. Lefty's cheesecake sold out in cheesecakes in the, like in the second quarter. How the
2: hell do you? Cheesecakes, right?
1: right? Yeah, like oh, oh this is cheesecake. Something like no, like, I, he's like a like a like a Philly, Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the, the cheesecakes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just like saying in general, bro, it was lit, it was loud, and it, it was majority line. There was not like I would say maybe 10% Eagles, 90% Lions. Wow. Like wow. It was it felt kind of like a playoff atmosphere. Like it was crazy. I mean, even Jalen Hurts said it before the after the game, and even uh AJ Brown, like they couldn't even hear shit. They were just like talking to each other in signals and stuff. Had some false starts before some false starts. Bro, and before the game started, some Eagles fans were like doing it, like tried to do some Eagles, and Lions fans were like, screw that. They just started saying, let's go, Lions, and it took over. Like, we didn't even hear the coin toss who won it. I had to look at the jumbo screen who won the toss. That's how loud it was. Kudos to Lions fans for showing up for that game. Disappointing <laughs> ending, obviously,
3: not being able to finish and win that game for a crowd like that. But no, that was, that looked outstanding, man. Just looking on TV, dude. I mean, Ford Field was electric. I had chills just watching from TV. I'm like, man. Man, look at that place. That place was lit. So, again, kudos to all the Lions fans that was at that game. It's going to be interesting to see how they follow up that performance week two versus the Commanders because they are also home. Don't expect that type of crowd like you saw week one, but we'll see how they
1: follow up and how it looks. I would say expect that type of crowd, honestly. Oh. I would say. Yeah. Oh. Against the Commanders? It doesn't matter against who it's who. I think now the Lions, Dan Campbell, and this regime, they have the fans bought in. Oh. There it is. Okay. We'll see. I personally think that. If it's not as shallow, it'd be pretty damn close to a cell. I think, like, these games are going to get, you know, they're, they're going to uh, get full now. More traction here? More traction there, yeah.
3: Okay. All right.
2: Well, th- 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 there we
3: go. Yeah, I mean, the expectation was real. I mean, like, we saw the, the sold out. They lived up to it for sure just watching on TV. All right. Let's get into this offense. Like I said, the Lions lost this game 38-35. They covered the spread, so for people that bet on the lines, they covered the five-and-a-half spread. But that doesn't matter. You lost the game. You're 0-1 in the season. Covering the spread doesn't mean shit unless you're better and not a fan of the team. So that's the reason why the spread means anything. Let's start off with this offense, though. They scored 35 points, had a phenomenal first drive of the game. Then it was a little dry. Then you saw the second half. They really picked it up um, and looked kind of like the offense we kind of expected going into the season. Um, I'll start off with you, Malcolm. Man, what's the first takeaway – when watching
2: this uh, Lions offense in this game? Uh, the, so the first thing I noticed with this offense, man, is that they have, they, they have an identity. You know, when you talk about what the what's the Lions identity with this football team is they want to run the ball. And they did a great job at running the ball. It goes from the, the offensive line, um, a lot of the trap plays, pulling plays that they had those guards doing, you know, created those big rushing lanes for for, for DeAndre Swift, um, created some holes for even um, – Jamal Williams, as well, when he was back there, so um, they did a really great job, and as far as establishing what they wanted to do and an identity, they, they did that. So, this team going forward, you know, that this team is a team that wants to run the ball,
3: yeah, for sure. I think they, you know, identified that very quickly and they got it going really quickly. You saw one of the big plays early on in the game, one of the first plays was that big 50 yard run by DeAndre Swift, and you just re watched that play on the replay, everything was right on that play, starting from the offensive line, DeAndre Swift making the right cut to to get a big play out of it. It was a really nice play, and DeAndre Swift, you know, just had a really good game overall, and it begs the question is, like, could this be the breakout year for DeAndre Swift? Could DeAndre Swift put him in that conversation of, you know, the Elvin Kamaras, the Christian McCaffrey's that type of back that's a dual threat, could be a great runner, a great receiving back. Could we see that year out of DeAndre Swift? And I think in this game, week one – They utilize him really well, and it's going to be interesting as the season goes on because it was kind of almost a 50-50 split between him and Jamal Williams and carries, and it seems like, you know, it's week one. You want to ease both your backs, and you don't want to go too crazy and and give your back too much workload, but it's going to be interesting when you have a hot hand like DeAndre Swift. Are they going to continue to do that kind of 50-50 split, or are they going to go more – DeAndre Swift can get 20 carries a game now because I think he only had 14 or 13 carries that game. 15. Fifteen, okay. So it's gonna be interesting to see if that workload could, you know, increase as the season goes on. What about you, Peter? what just you see from
1: this line's offense? Yeah, Malcolm pretty much nailed it, bro. Like we we talked about Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and all those guys, how they play the run. And we I said strength on strength, right? Like we said it pre show in our uh game preview, we like, yo, we have to run the ball on this team. That's that's how you can win this game. And they did, unfortunately. I think the turning point of this game was Jared Goff's pick six, honestly. Logan Stenberg got beat really bad, got panicked, and threw a really bad pass. That's kind of sort of the turning point, because if you get rid of that pick six, right? Say you punt the ball or you, you just you throw the ball out or whatever, I feel like you would have had a chance to win this game. We always talk about turnover, um what's it called? The turnover battle. And the Eagles won that one to zero. And when you win that turnover battle, you're most likely going to win the game.
3: Yeah, that, that, that pick six sucks. And that second quarter in general just really sucked for the team in general. I mean, offense just went completely dry after that first drive where everything was going well in that first drive. It's like, okay, here we go, 75-yard drive. We're owning the T.O.P. This looks really, really good. And then after that, you know, your defense gets a really nice stop you have an opportunity you know get a lead by two scores maybe get a field goal make it 10-0 maybe get another touch make it 14-0 they had an opportunity for that whatever right first drive i think they go three and out then you know it's philly matches the score they tie the game hopefully the offense could pick it up no i mean it was like two three uh, it was like two or three drives in a row they just could not get anything going offensively after that first drive run game just completely stopped they tried doing the passing game Jared Goff could not get out of 60 yards <laughs> in that first half, man. He was stuck at that six-yard passing total for a minute uh, and until, the, until like the end of that first half. So, yeah, I mean, the dry spell in the second quarter really killed this game for the Lions and, you know, what kind of, you know, made it very difficult for them to come back and win
1: this game ultimately. I don't know what it was with Jared Goff, but he started off, like, really bad. They picked it up towards the end of the third the fourth quarter i think but like his passes i mean they were they, they were catchable don't get me wrong but it would make even if the receivers card like they dropped those passes you know like those little four or five yard outs they were running they had like a few drops on those even if they caught those passes those receivers would get drilled like right away like if oh. you throw a better pass they could get them stride but We always – the number one rule is in football. If you have – if, you if like, it comes in your hands, you should catch it, right? That's the rule for receivers. But his passes were erratic at times. I feel like he kind of panicked under pressure as well when he was pressured. Uh, Maybe it was the first game jitters. I don't know. But he kind of calmed down a little towards the end of the game, which was nice to see.
2: Yeah. I mean, to actually – because I actually watched that play several times with that interception. To break it down for the people who probably just seen it one time and probably just saying – Jared Goff, what the fuck you doing, Jared Goff? I think there's a lot of fingers to point on that play, especially going to st- start off Logan Stumberg's number 71. Man, he he, he was atrocious in, in passing down. So he was he was he was really bad. Uh, and in that play in general, he got destroyed. Where to the pressure got that directly to Jared Goff, and he just threw it to his hot his hot route, which is supposed to be um TJ Hawkinson. Um and TJ Hawkinson, I, I, I'm assuming him and TJ Hawkinson was on. Not on the same page because he threw an out route to TJ. TJ was going up. He was going he was doing an out and up. So this is miscommunications, and that was the cause of that interception. I, I think it was, a, it was more mainly miscommunication and the play game blown up than just saying is Jared Goff playing bad. But yeah, I mean, this you look at the first the first half, a lot of the bad plays, a lot of bad throws it, it start from up front. Up front, um, number seventy one. <laughs> he was just getting too much he, he was just allowing too much pressure and he was making making other guys look bad like if you look at frank Ragnar's play because of Logan stumber he made frank Ragnar look bad because frank right frank Ragnar had to help out um so much on the o line so it, it's crazy how one person on the o line could affect could affect the whole offense and and the i guess the timing of the whole offense so the, the timing was bad they i guess they didn't i'm not sure they practiced with that type of timing Without without Big V out, I'm not sure what it is, but the timing was off. The wide receivers, you know, they were dropping passes. Jared Goff was overthrowing passes. It was just a, a mix of a lot of things, and you know, it could be just be that first game jitters, like you said. But it, it was just a mix of a lot of things, man. I
3: said I think the good thing was though we take away from that game from the offense perspective was was with how rough the first half was. At least, at the very least, they came out in the second half, and they got it going right away. Um, they, they fixed right. up whatever was going wrong in that first half. I mean, once the second half started offensively, it was, you know, here we go. It was clicking. You know, they were getting touchdowns. They made it a competitive ball game towards the end. I mean, they were down 10 points going to the half, and their defense couldn't stop the Philly at all. Uh, you know, they couldn't stop that run game, and Dylan Hurts from running out of the pocket at all. And the offense still gave him a shot even after the defense was giving up all those points. So, I mean, at least we saw them rebound in that game, saw the offense kind of click, and it gives you hope going forward. You know, it's an early, you know, it's really early in the season, only week one. You got 16 more games. Hopefully, this was shaking off all that rust, all that jitters, and hopefully we can get going starting this week versus Washington.
1: Man, I just want to give a shout out to DeAndre Swift, bro. That dude. He got stronger, he got better. Bro, like he was breaking tackles, great vision. His cuts were unreal. If this kid could stay healthy, like when I mean stay healthy, like play all games or let's miss like a couple games, I think this kid could be like a top five, top ten running back in the league. Yeah, no, he's like, like he has that potential. Passing really game be better and running the ball, bro. He improved as a runner for sure.
2: I, I think he'd be better than that, man. Um, I haven't seen a running back play in Detroit like this in a very long time. Now you're talking about like you know I know I know he only had, he had 144 yards. People are like, yes, yeah, it, any running back can do that. A lot of people are saying, but it's the way he did it. He did it. On, he did it on 15 carries. He made every. If you look at every run run he made, he had, he made the first guy miss. And I think that's. Yeah. I think you know when, once you like at the elite level, you're able to do that consistently. And he was able to do that consistently. You know, you look at the explosive runs. He had he had five 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 runs that went over 10 yards. Um, he just he, he showed that he took that, you know, like that next league. Now, I want to see if he's able to do it, you know, week two because I, I think it's more about consistency. If he could do it again, I think he can. So, I, I just can't wait. To, I can't wait to see how he bounced back. Um, in that Washington game and see if he could, you know, add up, uh, add on to this game.
1: Build like with me, like yeah. with Swift, like I think he could do that to me. He just needs to prove he can stay healthy, right? Like, we've seen him, we've seen these flashes. Now, it's just, even like said, like said the other day, like on hard knocks, like he really thinks this kid could be the best running back in the league. And he told him that, but he's going to push him. And it seems so far, but whatever they're doing, it's working. Obviously, it's just the first game. We got to see more. But, man, against this Philly front, to run like that and to break those tackles, because that defense, I mean, weren't they like top five against the run last year or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they were.
2: And, and it's funny because every Philly podcast I went on um, last week, they really took great pride of their running defense. And every time i talked about DeAndre Swift being the X Factor, and um, if he could get things going, we have a chance, they just blew it out the water saying, uh, it's not going to happen because we have a top-run defense. Their whole mindset was, we have a top-run defense, it's not going to happen. But that that shocked the hell out of all Philly fans. I guarantee you talk to any Philly fan, they, they did not see the DeAndre Swift show coming. Um, so that, that, was, that was really good to see that he was able to do that against that defense. Hey Prior Podcast listeners, it's your boy Malcolm here, and if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about OzTraders. Oz Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promotional codes from different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather so the betters can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity looking to maximize your bets go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire again that's o-d-d-s-t-r-a-d-e-r.com slash blue wire Traders, the number one site for your game day bets
1: And then also, Philly's defense won't always see an offensive line like ours. You know what I mean? So,
0: our O-line,
1: I, I really believe our O-line is elite. I think, yeah, I think it's, it's up there. there. I think it is there. I definitely do. Um, I got a question. I think,
2: I think it's there when healthy. I, I can't base it off yesterday before. I just
3: think it was good. I still think it was good yesterday.
2: What you have to do is you got to go back and watch that. I take, watched man. it. I, yeah. I
3: went back and watched overall. I mean, they they gave golf a clean pocket for most of the game. Um, running game was there. I mean,
2: I could count. I could count on my hand on how many times he had a clean pocket.
3: How many times? No seventy-one.
2: 70, seventy-one got beat a lot, a lot. Like, it was bad. A lot. It, it, he. It, it was bad. I mean, I'm you, it was bad. Like I'm talking about. Like this. Like as far as like when you go back and watch it, I would probably say this was one of the worst offensive line performance I've seen in a while.
1: Like it, you,
2: it, it's, it's worse than like I, I, I like. It got to the point I was like, man. Like, should they put um, Matt Nelson in there? And kick Panay soul in guard because it was bad. Like, it was that bad. It, it, it was literally that bad.
1: When you look at, like, uh Stenberg, too, he's mainly, like, a right guard. or I mean, sorry, a left guard. He was playing right guard. And then he's also – he's, like, your third string guard, right? Because your second yeah. stringer was out Kramer. So you're in your third guy. And he's more known as a run blocker than a pass blocker. That's how he was in college, too. He said the pass blocking was more like a, like a work in progress development type. I mean, in the running game, he was good, but
2: it, 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 yeah, he saw he saw on some running play, but even some running plays, like there was free guys just coming right at running, running right at Swift. And think God Swift went the other way. But it just looked like the game was a little bit fast, too fast for for um, Stumberg. I think this yeah. is his first time playing with the ones. That was his first time in a regular season game. This is first just, time a regular season yeah. game. So it just like you you see it that the game was just moving at a different level than his mind was. Like he and, like there's some plays that soon it's not the ball he will put one <laughs> hand out and the guy was already around him. Fletcher Cox was already around him, so Whoa. it was just it, it, it was it was a tough. It was you know maybe the, the assignment. You know he's going to get Fletcher Cox. You know Jordan it was, Davis. Yeah, it, it wasn't the, bad, the easiest easiest assignments, but he was getting destroyed up front.
3: I mean, I.
1: I personally can't speak on that because I was there and honestly I didn't rewatch the game. So, so, so I
3: don't know. I don't I, just, I don't feel like at any point during the game I'm like, oh like uh look at 71. Like I never right. – you know, i going
2: say this because this is probably like a, even on the highlight, you can watch it. Go watch that um De first run. I watched <laughs> watch all the highlights.
3: The, I like I no, don't know. I, I just never watch thought of
2: any de- watch that DeAndre Swift first run and you're gonna see that free rusher that lo- that, that stumbling miss that, that came like he came from the other side. Because Johnson ran the other side, ran on the side, but the other free rusher right there—that he was supposed to block—but he just—he okay. missed a guy.
3: I, I'm not saying that he was perfect, but I thought the offensive line in general was really good. They gave up only one and it was off Frank's bad, bad snap. Bro, they they Golf was not sacked once. They kept him. I thought pretty clean, pretty much all game. The run game got going. What else could you ask for? They scored 35 points.
2: He was pressured a lot. It, it wasn't more. It was more of being pressured than 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 being sacked because he got sacked once, but it wasn't. It wasn't that that sack was not pretty much on on. Frank Randolph's ball. Whoever was the yeah. it, was, it was a bad snap. snap. Yeah. Now, it, it was the pressures, man, because those pressures is what caused a lot of the bad throws. Most of the bad throws, that interception came off of that. Came came off of that pressure. Well, that was the miscommunication too.
3: T.J. Hawk, if they were on cue, he could have just knocked the ball down. It would have been a fourth down. He pumped the ball away. That was mainly miscommunication yeah. right there.
2: Actually, no. It, it was mainly the pressure. I know that that pressure, the pressure. If the pressure didn't come, if the pressure didn't come with there, he then Jared Goff wouldn't have to just throw throw the hot route.
1: Yeah, team. but like t- to be fair though, I mean, these Eagles, you got to give credit to the Eagles too. Like, they're, they're, they're D line, they're, they're really they're, good team. I mean, they're talented up front, man. Like, I feel like yeah. they'll, it's not just the Lions D line, I feel like they'll give any O lines like some and, sort of trouble. They've invested on the their own. I D-line. know,
2: I, I know we don't really go by PFF, but they gave Logan Stumberg a 0.0 passing blocking grade for yeah, this man. Rough.
1: <laughs> that's rough. I've I never mean,
2: seen that before. I've never yeah, seen that before. That's rough. <laughs> so I mean, it's not just me. I'm, I'm telling you, if you, go back and watch tape. You just go back and watch it. You know, you, you, you're just gonna say yikes. You're gonna maybe, say
1: yikes. I mean, maybe the next game we'll see what they do. Maybe Kramer comes back. Maybe they put Brown or they switch jonah and They I I, I, really I don't hope, know. We'll see.
2: I really hope I don't have to see that again because it was bad.
1: I wouldn't mind seeing Stenberg again, honestly. I think he's a young player. I think, like, in order to develop, you have to play. And maybe, like, sometimes having a bad game, you learn from it and you bounce back. And you have I me mean, coaching him, if right? He could,
2: if, he, if he bounces back, I mean, kudos to him, man. I, hope I thought he was. the two yeah.
3: false starts were rough by him. I mean, because that was a drive yeah. killer. That was rough. Oh, that, that those was...
2: Were also, those were also him. Those that, was, also him. The, that was rough. It's just it's just the, the game is moving too fast for
1: him, man. It's the first game jitters, I think, too. Because I think, like, because of those false starts were towards the beginning of the end. Like, Sewell basically told him, like, what do you say? Like, calm the fuck down or something? I forgot what he said probably, it. He, probably. probably. And Sendberg, Sendberg, he said something like that. And Sendberg said that actually, like, that helped him out. And, like, he calmed down after that. <sighs> like, you have to remember, too, he's been hurt, too. Like, he hasn't really had a chance to develop as much. He's always injured. So these games are very, like, important for him in his development. Yeah. I thought...
3: Going on the offensive line, though, 73 was phenomenal. <laughs> Left guard, Jonah Jackson. Man, he was really, really good, man. They were going through his way a lot. And uh, the fourth down, the DeAndre Swift run, he led that play, man. That was all Jonah Jackson uh, creating that whole
1: letting Swift get in the end zone. Something underrated, and I think Campbell mentioned just the wide receivers blocked their asses off. Like, you yeah, would through, see running backs were, just um, running, and receivers were, were just, like, they were blocking all of them. Whoever was out there was blocking I think Hawkinson, too. I think he improved
2: as a blocker. Hawkinson did a hell of a job blocking. He had that one block,
1: the, the big
3: swift 50-yard run, but there was still some times where <laughs> TJ is just not a good blocker yet there. He's still not there. Because, no, I mean – he's, he's improved. I don't know if he's
2: improved. A lot of times they have him on one-on-one assignments with tackles. I mean, with, with, with edge rushers. So it's, That's hard. You, you're, you're, telling your tight end, you're telling your tight end to block an <laughs> edge rusher one-on-one. This, this is not always going to go the best way, but on a lot of those trap plays where they're, they're pulling him, to, to, you know, hit that the, the edge rusher, he's doing a really good job, man.
1: Yeah, I thought he was – I mean, like, at the game, I didn't see it, in, like, on TV. But at the game, I thought he looked, like, solid blocking. Like, you didn't necessarily see him, like, just get, like, whiff on blocks or whatever, like. Yeah, I still, I, still, from I, still Russell, Russell, I still he was solid. I still want to see TJ take that next step. I don't know. I, haven't, I, I think he me. did a little in his blocking, honestly. Um the, there was ability. there
3: was one, they were running the complete opposite side of him. Like Jamal Williams running the end zone. They didn't even that's why they got the touchdown. I mean, he there was a lot of times where he was just ineffective on blocking, that's why they whenever they ran his side, there wasn't many positive gains. But when they brought right in there, that Jamal Williams run, they that's when they cashed in for the touchdown for one of yeah. the touchdowns.
1: And they, like, they use Matt Nelson a lot, like, during the, like... They put him at uh, tight end sometimes. Like, he's reported as an eligible receiver. 67, yeah. eligible yeah. Whatever. Yeah, 67, it, huh? whatever. Yeah, 67, was. yeah. Sixth. Yeah, so...
2: I'll say this, man. Ben Johnson did a really good job as far as creating this running scheme. He Absolutely. did a really good job because... A lot of these running plays you watch is it, a lot of misdirection plays where they'll get the defense moving one way, but the running running back is going the complete opposite way. So, the way he's designing these running plays, pulling these guards, um, the to make up think that they're, they're going one way and then just going, you know, having a trap play going complete opposite direction. It's just, it's really, right. they're doing a hell of a job, man. And this, as far as like watching the Detroit Lions run the ball, this is the best running back running scheme I've seen in Detroit. Since Barry Sanders, man. Yeah. Since Barry Sanders.
1: If if you guys go on Twitter, uh, Baldy breakdowns. I think Brian Baldinger. I don't know how to say his name, but you'll find it. He like he put a little two minute clip or whatever it was of like the blocking scheme, and it was it was a joy to see it, the way it, they were pulling guys, trapping guys, and all that. It's it's
2: um it's great, man. It, it was
1: creative, man.
2: And, and you know what? I actually went on Twitter because I was actually I didn't know the answer to it. I was like. You know, I asked Twitter. I was like, does, "Does anybody know what was the first time a running back got a hundred yards on week one?" Who was the last one? Who do you think?
3: Asby Barry, right?
2: Barry Sanders, nineteen
3: ninety six. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Barry Sanders, nineteen. That was the first time. That was the last time we got a running back to get a hundred yards on week one.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, no, Swift was legit, man. Uh, the only thing is, like, you could like really critique on the offense was just that that dry spell, and just hopefully, like I said, what they brought that second half, hopefully, it's a carryover effect to the next game, and just a carryover effect in the the rest of the season. I hope it really is, because I mean, that's kind of the, the offense you expected, man. The way they were playing that second half, that that's what you really expected. It just, you know, defense was, you know, couldn't stop the run, and then it kind of just put them in a hole after the first half being down 10-0. It was hard to come back.
2: Uh, I was going to say, that's another thing that, you know, kudos to Ben Johnson because they adjusted really well the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, they saw what was going on in the first half. And if you watch what happened in the second half, every single play, Frank Ragnow double teamed. Whoever whoever the hell Stumberg was on, Frank Ragnow was right there. Um, they definitely adjusted that way, and that kind of kept Jared Goff in a cleaner pocket.
3: Um, I, I will say this, though. I'm going to give you a pass this week the Lions offense for that slow start. Can't have that shit going into this game. You know like no, like you, right. you 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 can't have that going to week 2 versus Washington. It's week 1. You know, I'm not going to overreact and say uh that, that was terrible because it was terrible, but they corrected in that game. Now show me you could carry it over into this next game versus Washington. You and can't have another slow start playing one half. I saw that too many times from Jared Goff in that Lions offense last year, where yeah. they give you a great half, and then they'll look shitty in the second half, or vice versa. Have a great first half, or have a great uh, shit first half, great second half. Show me a full game. I'm giving you a pass this week because it's week one. Jitters maybe are there, and you you show me a good second half, but no more. No more. Show me a good offense. And it then Tyler,
1: like we talk about this too. Jared Goff Like, you have to be consistent, dude. If you want to stay here... That's part of it. I'd say this is just the first game, but if you want to be here and be the long-term answer and be a franchise quarterback for this team, you have to be consistent. You can't have these, like, games where, like, you're good this quarter, you're bad this quarter, or you're really good this game, then you're shitty the next game. Dude, you got to be consistent throughout the year. We got to see that with him, man. We just Last year, we didn't see it with him. Hopefully you know we'll see it this we and, year. We'll see and
3: Antoine Randall better get those boys on the jug machine immediately five drops in week 1 is is disgusting that's, that's disgusting. T- t- to disgusting. be fair
1: though honestly to be fair some of those passes were i mean you get both your hands on them but they were <laughs> I mean the cat, Josh Reynolds
3: one on second down with yeah. the where the, that could have got the game oh that was that was terrible I'm, drop
2: those terrible drop
3: I Ra Raw had two pretty bad drops um yeah. TJ Hawk almost had a very bad drop, but he ended up—I don't know how the hell he caught that
2: because <laughs> he like yeah,
3: dropped
1: dude. it initially, but then got his hands under it and, and caught the ball. So there was uh, one play with Golf where actually Reynolds was would have had a touchdown actually, but like Golf kind of underthrew it. Mm-hmm. Reynolds got it, but he got tackled right away. Yeah, I think you guys—do you guys remember which play I'm talking about? It's yeah, big, know, yeah, know,
2: yeah, that was a, that was a big throw. He threw the, um... thats
1: that's a touchdown if you get that. If you throw it like stride for stride, the receiver is running. receiver had to stop. He had his guy beat, whoever it was. I think it was Bradbury. I forgot who it was. But he had his guy beat, and Goff underthrew it. We caught the ball, but he got tackled Better way. See, that's the difference. You throw a better ball, you have six. Just small things like that. That's what I want to see with Goff. I want to see better improvement. Um, we'll see what happens versus Washington. All right. Well, I think
3: that's all we got on the offense. Overall, like I said, majority good. Just that dry spell really killed them. Just not being able to score points when their defense was really struggling. So again, giving you a pass this week, you don't get two of them. This is, this is the one and one and only. So correct it. Let's do, let's, let's have a carryover effect going to week two versus Washington. All right. I want to get into something before we get into the defense. I want to talk about Dan Campbell. I want to talk about this onside kick. Cause it's getting a lot of, you know, a lot of talk about this onside kick and how people are feeling about it. Um, I'll start off with you, Pierre. What's your thoughts on the onside kick and the Lions
1: going for something like that? If he gets it, everyone's praising him. Okay. okay they, well, they all, didn't get it. How are you feeling? Okay. But let me tell you what's going on. The offense wasn't doing shit and the defense couldn't get off the field. I actually said in my head, I think they're going to do an onside kick. Like, we, we were all – even the fans were talking about, like, bro, Campbell might do an onside kick here. Like, we were all talking about dead ass. he did it. We liked the play. The people that I was sitting with liked the play. You didn't get it, but if he got it, everyone's praising him. Be Like, oh, he did a great job. They're down. They can't get a stop. They can't score. You think about it, bro. Like, your best chance to win is getting the ball back at that time. That was the time where you said it was kind of like a dry spell. Nothing was working on offense or defense. Like, fuck it. Let's get momentum. Let's do an onside kick.
3: I'll say this about the onside kick. I didn't hate it. Because um, at that point, it, that was the second half. It was like midway through the third quarter, I think. Um, I didn't hate it because defense wasn't stopping a lick for anything. It didn't matter if they're on the 75 or on the 50. It, Philly was probably going to score regardless. It was just going that. It was that type of game where you couldn't stop Jalen Hurts. You couldn't stop Miles Sanders or whoever the hell was running the ball. If it was Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott. It didn't really matter. You, you couldn't stop them on defense. If anything, it honestly saved some more time because they were going to score regardless probably. Now I know it's a lot tougher to score from 75 yards compared to handing the team the ball on the 50 yard line. Like I obviously know there's a big difference and it's a lot more difficult to stop a team when you're on the 50. But I mean, with the way that team was going, you get that ball back, you have an opportunity to then tie the game or take the lead at that point because it was only one possession game. and I think it really just came down to Dan Campbell didn't trust his defense. They and they had no reason to trust their defense the way that second half was going, and just not have any answers for Jalen Hurts. So I personally didn't hate the call. Now, is it ballsy? Is it risky? Definitely. But you know I understand it, just the way the the game was going and how bad the defense was uh with, with stopping Hurts and the run game.
2: Yeah, you guys said it. I mean. Dan, it's like a damn if you do, damn if you don't. Like, if he if he gets this, he's a hero. Everybody's like, wow, Dan Campbell's a hero. They get it. They get the ball back and they score and they end up winning this game because of that. That's going to be the highlight. The, that's going to be the, the headline of everything. Dan Campbell goes for the extra, the, the, the outside kick <laughs> to to get the score, to get the lead. You know, that everybody's praising him at that point. But he didn't get it. It's a gamble. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, at that point, your defense wasn't stopping like you said, they wasn't stopping uh, the the Eagles' rushing offense, regardless. So, I mean, if anything, like you said, it, it gave us less of a time. It gave us more time on the clock, mm-hmm. <laughs> if anything. Um, but it it is what it is, man. I mean, if Reynolds catches that ball, what happens? I mean, we're saying this the, the what if game. I mean, like it, it is what it is. We, yeah, didn't, I- we didn't we we kick. We didn't get it.
3: I think hindsight's always 20-20, obviously. But, like, that was one of the initial ones. I'm like, you know, I actually don't mind this just because of how the game was going and, you know, how the defense was looking. The no. thing that did piss me off with of Campbell was that timeout, though. I was just going to get into that. Um, Yeah, the, the end of the first half was disgusting. Uh, that, that was just really poor clock management by Dan Campbell. That's, like, one of the critiques I could really give in this game. The onside kick, I could see why it's controversial. If you don't like it, I understand. If you're okay with it, like us, like i understand like both the ways with the with the kick that was okay um like you know that's fine whatever right i think we could all agree at the end of that first half with how the co- you know the the clock management and who was on the field and and whatnot that was really really bad because at that point your defense was still not doing good um they were struggling and to call us a timeout on second down just didn't really make much sense it was like,
2: to it was like second to 16 though right
3: no, it was like second and ten. Like it was like they just stuffed them for a run. It wasn't like they like got a sack or something like that. If they got a sack, maybe I understand. But it was still second and ten. You know, it's not like it was like a, a big loss or something like that. Now, if it's third down, yeah, maybe call a timeout, try to get the ball back. Maybe you can get three before the half. But that just wasn't the situation. Your defense wasn't playing well. Your offense was not giving your defense any rest because they were going three and out, three and out, three and out. So your defense was exhausted. Why not just go into the half down seven and correct it from there? Instead, you, you know, you, you give Philly a, a breath of air, a fresh breath of air. They get a big play with Will Harris, which I don't even, I don't even want to get into. That. I don't know why the hell he's on the field. So well,
1: had So So Campbell yeah. said, I,
3: "I saw that." So whatever, right? Will Harris on yeah. the field. That's a big play. <laughs> um, and, and that ended up being a big play too because you lost his game by three points. And luckily, you only stopped to Philly getting three points because that could have been a lot worse. They could have got a touchdown in that in that scenario. But that ended up being huge.
2: All right. So yeah. so going back, going back to that play. Um, it, it was it was a, it was a third and long. I mean, a second and long. So it was like a, I believe it was second and sixteen when yep. that happened. And then Jalen Hurts scrambled and then got to uh, he he made it to like a third and short. And then after that, that's when he threw the bomb to AJ uh, Brown. AJ
1: Brown. Once they saw Will Harris was on him, like fuck it, just throw it to AJ Brown.
2: Yeah, just throw it up and see what happens. I mean, it's I mean you, you have him behind. You know, you have him on second and sixteen. You're not you're you're betting on yourself that all right they're not going to pick up this first down. I mean, I mean that's the only thing I could think of on on why he called the timeout and he's you know thinking about trying to get the ball back with as much time as possible. That's the only thing I could think. That's the only thing I could think about.
3: I still disagree with it though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it's like that, that's not even playing hindsight, and just seeing what happened. That's just seeing in the moment. It's like let's just go to half. I mean, our defense wasn't stopping them. I mean, their I know, their but... offense was getting whatever they want.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, you you're not expecting Jalen Hurts to, to you know on second and sixteen to get you know why not a, though he was doing that all
3: game he was doing right. that first half
2: yeah he was and it's not like he like
3: pulled out a shock
2: yeah think is on that play they almost got to him too but he just he he made um Kavinsky miss and then took off
3: that happened a lot of times where they over to him like Hodgson was getting that backfield it just you know he over him and you know missed Jalen Hurts completely or you know just completely missed him you know.
2: Yeah, you're just like, oh shit, this is not like college.
1: The Lions had ten missed tackles on defense. The youth showed yesterday. Yeah, I mean, they're bro, they're young. Like we got, like you, the oldest guys on that defense are Anzalone and Brockers. After that, isn't that another everyone? Isn't everyone on the rookie deal after that, except Mike Hughes? Isn't Everyone's that... on the rookie
3: deal. Isn't that another reason just to go into half and feeling okay about being down seven and trying to correct it from there?
1: Well, I think, like, regardless, I think Philly probably would have scored regardless if they called that timeout or not because, I mean, bro. I don't know,
3: man. It looked like play. Philly – it looked like they actually had no intention of keeping the game going. They no, they like,
1: did. It, it looked like they did. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean – You gave I, an I extra timeout. Yeah, that's – it is what it is, bro. He'll learn from it, obviously. Yeah,
3: this is your two, though. I mean, it's like,
1: okay, we gave those
3: excuses last year, but come on. I mean, we can't be giving an excuse to Dan Campbell about coaching mistakes anymore. Because,
2: like you, you look at it this way. If – if he didn't call timeout, and they come out and they do the same exact thing, and, and then Jalen Hurts scrambles and runs for, you know, eight yards again, then then they're they're gonna call timeout regardless. So, I mean, it's one of those places. What if they one. just
3: what if they just ran the ball at that point though? Like you don't know, it could have changed whatever they were doing because Detroit's giving an extra timeout. Now they got an extra play in their book.
1: I just thought about this. I wonder if it was maybe like trying to get maybe Okuda. Maybe back on this, like on the field. I don't know. Like maybe yeah. someone was. I, I don't know. But no, he it was said you want
2: to right? get, get the ball. You want to get the
1: ball back. Yeah. He
2: so you want to get the ball back because it was again. It was second and sixteen. You get it. it, it say if they did run the ball. If they did just run the ball, which yeah. I guess they were expecting them to do to just run out the clock. Um, they get a stop. that They could use another timeout, and then they get the ball back with a minute left or whatever. So maybe Jared Goff could lead offense to a, a field oh. goal and then.
3: Well, I think why Philly got aggressive is because Detroit's calling the timeout. They don't want to punt the ball at that point. But I think they were completely fine if Dan Campbell doesn't call that timeout. Let's go into the half leading up. Seven. I don't. I don't
1: think they would have won the half leading seven. I don't I know. I mean, I don't before. know. We
3: don't. We don't know what they would have done. Yeah, I, why I,
2: exactly? We don't know. I mean, I just.
3: I think they would have been conservative at that point if Dan Campbell lets the clock go out because it, it, Philly had no intention to call a timeout. If Philly was aggressive, why did they call the timeout? If they were really aggressive. They, they got had, aggressive after Campbell called though. timeout. They had, but they got aggressive timeout. once Campbell called the timeout. They didn't care they about the timeout. They got aggressive once second, Harris came was, in the game. Second is,
2: it was second of 16. Well, was why, 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 why would they call the timeout? Because why, that's why? That, that's my point. They were going to go into half. No, well, what I'm saying is that it was second 16 for them, but if they were to pick up eight, eight or ten yards or eight or nine yards, they the very timeout. next play, they would have they called timeout.
3: Yeah, but they didn't. And
2: then, and then, then you have the Will Harris play happens right, right all over again. So, right after, da, yeah. so they will have there will be a field goal rage regardless.
3: My my point is though is saying Philly might have just been conservative. Let's just go into the half. Dan Campbell has no intention of calling timeouts. Let's just go into the half. We'll take our, or, you know, we'll, we'll let the clock run out. We'll run the ball, whatever. That's it.
1: But, but like I gotta Dan... be honest, it's like not all on Campbell too. It's on like, bro. The corner got flat out beat. Like that is on what a it is. Massive yeah. play. Yeah, will Harris. That is what it is. I mean, I don't know why he's on the field. I mean, field. Bro, I, mean I know like, why he's on the field. It was like on like, it was what? They weren't they were, they were in, like nowhere near to like, they weren't they like on the 20 or 30 yard line, something like that. That's my point. That's
3: why I said Philly would have been just conservative. Goal. Your defense wasn't playing well. I don't know what this this last it was. It was a, it was a 40, yard, was 40 bro, yard pass. It was second so. and
1: long. So I see what Campbell was doing. It was second and long. You get a stop. It's third and long. They'll probably run the ball. You call it timeout. You have maybe 40, 50 it, it, seconds it, it, to score it. at least a field goal.
3: Exactly. Your, that, def- that, that, your defense that.
1: wasn't playing well though. It doesn't like, matter though. He's, he's giving on fake. He's giving on, like, yo, go go get this. Go get he was, this. He, was, some he, he
2: was betting on one play pretty much because on that it was second and 16. So you stop them that very next play. You call the timeout again. They're they're more likely gonna, gonna know, if,
1: I really believe if Akuda was in during that time, I don't think maybe Philly would have scored like how they did. I mean, just I, hope mean, not. Not. I mean,
3: that was a terrible play by Will Harris. I mean, it's just straight up. He got beat up by by A.J. Brown. Like, there's no way around it, right? I don't know, man. Anyways, I like, I just regardless, regardless of the clock that play, though,
1: I did not like how they didn't spy Jalen Hurts at first. I don't know if they did it towards the end. No. But Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. was cooking them, and they weren't really adjusting to it. Like, from where I was sitting, I don't know if in the TV, maybe they did something different. No. no, you talk nope. you you
2: correctly. You saw it. The, and, and and this is why, and I, I kind of went through it last in, in the last episode of the reason why is because they they were betting on this pressure room. This is pressure room, and and th- let's see if we can get to them that way, versus taking one of the guys out that they're pressuring him with and having that guy spy and then giving Jenna Hurts more time in the pocket to do whatever the hell he wants. I mean, yeah. they could they could they could have rushed three, put one guy in a spy. And then you giving Jalen Hurts all day in the pocket. You have everybody else in coverage. You could do that, but then guess what? You're gonna have it. Jenna, you're gonna have Jalen Hurts giving everybody time in the pocket. You mean, is you can't put pressure and spine at the same time. It's, it's, it doesn't work that way.
1: I know. And the thing is with them too. Every time they played man coverage, which they did, like they played a lot of two man, like two safeties high, whatever, on like second and long, third and long. Yeah. There, there is the corners backs are turned. The linebackers backs are turned. Jalen sees an opening. No one's open. He he runs it and he gets it.
2: Yeah, I mean, again, he could take one of those guys that you're pressuring him with and put him on a spy. But then you have three people rushing at you. Have three people rushing Jalen Hurts at that point.
1: Yeah, and if you play a zone, he's probably like AJ Brown would probably. Yeah, like, it is pick your poison, basically. Is, is yeah, it's. I mean, they're very tough to defend because yeah. it's a bad matchup. It's it's.
2: I'll say this: I don't know. Any, any other quarterback, they probably would get. That would probably been a six or seven side game. If any of those, any other quarterback that's not like mobile as Jalen Hurts, that could have been an a six or seven side game.
3: Yeah. No. I mean, again, it is kind of pick your poison. I, I think Peter makes a good point though. Maybe you do the spy and then have Jalen Hurts beat you with his arm. And like if that happens, yeah. it happens. So like, like again, I think even if you do that, they were still going to find a way to score. Man, it was just a bad matchup all around. Philly just. Had a matchup everywhere. I mean, it was either they were going to beat you with the run game, or I think Jalen Hurts could have been beat you with the passing game, with uh, you know, if they decide to go that route, because our secondary is still really young and in the limited snaps they did when they did pass the ball, they did a good job. But I think if we saw more workload of that, we probably saw the secondary get a little more exploited. Yeah, Look, I love early.
1: AG, but I was upset about not adjusting to that because, bro, yeah. literally every third down here, I'm going to read you the stat. They allowed seven conversions on 10 third and fourth down runs overall. Two of them came in 10 10 or more yards. Yeah. Bro.
2: All those came on scrambles.
1: I was we were everyone was like the Fort Field became like like you could fall asleep like during that time. It was so quiet. People were like so frustrated, bro. It you
0: know?
1: it was so frustrating to watch, honestly, like do something different. And every time you see a miss tackle here, you see guys over pursuing. I That's think fr- the youth show too, honestly, the youth I, I, show. I, I,
3: I, I think it's fair to critique Aaron Glenn there of not like trying something different. Cause it is pick your poison, but like, just see what else happens. It, Cause I mean, you weren't stopping Jalen hurts in the run game. Like try putting more of an emphasis on, on spying on him and not letting him, you know, scramble out of the pocket like that and, and see what your, your secondary could do again. Maybe it wouldn't have gone as well. We don't know, but I, I, I agree. I would love to see something a little different, try some different things. And then if it didn't work, then, you know, we're saying after, okay, it didn't work. Whatever they, whatever we tried on defense, they were exploiting anyways. And that could have been the case, but they didn't adjust. They didn't try different things. So that's one of my critiques I would give to Aaron Glenn. And another
1: thing, too, just regarding the Lions, Mariota Yoda kind of did the same thing. I kind of like – I think Jeff Risen said it, too, like a while ago. He said the Lions don't have a mobile quarterback on their roster, so they don't really practice against that. And you're kind of seeing that. Like in the preseason, we saw that, and now it translates to the regular season. Now, thank God they don't really play – Justin Fields is mobile, but I don't think like his O-line's good or whatever. They don't really play like legitimate mobile quarterback until yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah.
3: And I'll say this. Josh it's,
1: Allen. You know,
3: it's only one week, and you're not like you said, you're not going to play it every single week. Like, and you said we're not going to see for a minute. But you had multiple months to prepare for this game. It's week one. You knew Philly was coming into week one. You knew Jalen Hurts was going to come in. So I would have liked to see him put more of an emphasis on trying to stop. Him because, like you said, we saw it versus Atlanta Mariota. That's whatever vanilla play calling. That's week one of preseason. When you have all that time to, you know, focus on who you're playing week one, you know, it's going to be Jalen Hurts. You know how he plays. You would like to see maybe they bring in a guy during camp or, or the practice squads so you could practice for more of those situations. So now we're kind of past that. We lost the game. You don't have to really focus on that. But, you know, just for having all that time to prefer, prepare for Philly, maybe you'd like to see him put more emphasis on that.
1: Yeah, now, the next game, we'll get more to that later, but the next game is a different story. You got two backs who are, like, great receiving backs. We'll get into that more, but that's another big chunk. Then they have a lot of speed at wide receiver in Washington. Yeah. But Carson Wentz doesn't really move, so if you could pressure Carson – and when you pressure Carson Wentz, too, he makes some – he's kind of like off. He panics sometimes under pressure, mm-hmm. so – I mean, we'll see. But J- Jalen Hurts, I got to get props to him. He improved his pocket presence. And when they when they needed him to make some throws, he made those throws too. I was a little, like, harsh on him that, like when we did our pre-show, but I got to get props to him, man. The guy, he played his ass off. He was great. And A.J. Brown, bro, he cooked Amani Awarie. Amani Awarie wants to burn this tape. He does not want this tape anymore. He wants to burn it.
2: He kind of cooked whatever the hell was on him. Whether it was yeah, Amani but it was, it was mainly... Yeah, it was mainly, but you know we, there are some plays that Jeff was on too.
1: Yeah, I thought Jeff, Jeff
3: though. Jeff did a really good job versus Devonte Smith. Europe, zero, zero, catches. zero catches, yeah, four targets, four targets. Target. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's really good work.
2: Well, the thing is, and, and and Jeff Kuda, he did he did a hell of a job um, that game as well. Um,
3: yeah. But
2: all, all four of those targets was was on Jeff Jeff Kuda. Oh, they okay. Yeah, that, that that just the amount of targets he had. Yeah, yeah. He, he was zero for four.
3: Um, I know but, mainly uh, they were on Kuda though.
2: He, yeah, mainly like, when it went to man coverage, Jeff Okuda was on um, DeRozan Smith. Yeah, he, he and <laughs> you watch the tape, man. It, it, for the for the fans that likes, you know, for the fans that would wait for Jeff Okuda to come out. Okay, um, yeah. if you watch the tape, you, you're gonna have a smile on your face because there's some plays, man, that he jammed. Literally jammed the shit out of Devontae Smith, man, and it was it was very funny to watch because he literally would just jam the shit out of him, and he would fucking fly like two, two, three yards backwards, man. That was crazy. <laughs> remember? Um,
1: um, remember the draft press? I was like, yo, I don't want Devontae Smith. He's too small, and people were giving me shit. I was like, bro, he's he can't get off press. I mean, he, he 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 did a good job getting off it for,
2: for a few times, but like there's a few few plays you watch, and you're like, holy shit, <laughs> he just jams the shit out of him, and he just flies back like two three yards. But kudos, Jeff could have had a good game. He had a really good game this game. I'm not gonna say anything negative about him. He, you know, he, he did he did a good job. All right. Um. So, um. Let's just keep seeing this g- good performance from Jeff Kudas. Yeah. Yeah, keep yeah. building off it, man. Hopefully, yeah. man, he could get to that 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 level of you know. He could be a g- really good corner that we could have in this league, man.
1: You know, I think Deshaun Elliott was arguably the best DB on the field, though. He played great. The safety is – but Tracy yeah. was pretty good too. But uh, I was,
2: was, was going to say I was gonna say Tracy, but Tracy got – you know, he got ejected from the game. Yeah. But Tracy Walker was all over the field as
1: well, man. He was. And he was like – you could tell, like, I don't know if they showed it on the screen, but he's literally communicating to, like, everyone the entire time. The like, communication – we talk about communication in the secondary. He was making sure guys were lined up right, like, telling them, like, if this happens, this happens. Like, it was nice to see Tracy Walker take that leadership role. He, he has a captain now, so props to him, but – He's actually is a leader on that defense. Like, you could see it on the field. Yeah. Yeah,
2: absolutely, man. And he's actually the guy that got the sack. So um, yeah. the one sack that we do have against, uh, you know, going against the Eagles, we have one sack. One sack came from Tracy Walker, man. They sent him yeah. on a blitz. Yeah. Now, whoa, man, the, the whole Tracy Walker talk right now. Um, I'm not sure if he's been on Twitter. A lot of people are calling him a dirty player.
3: Oh, that was Barstool Philly.
2: Marstool Philly.
3: Marstool <laughs> Philly.
2: Barstool Philly. I, calling, I,
3: I'm kind of expecting that type of stuff. They're oh. calling
2: Tracy a scumbag, a dirty player. The Dominican Sue 2.0, the Dominican Sue's child. Is uh. Tracy Walker a dirty player?
3: Is this really a topic right now? Is Tracy Walker a dirty player? That's the topic. No, absolutely.
2: That's the that's, 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 that's to okay. that's, that's topic? apparently people are saying he's a dirty he's a dirty player. He's a scumbag. He's Adama Kinsu's child. What? I just want to just get it out there. Do you I, think? I,
3: just, I don't really have much to say. There's
2: nothing to say on it. It was. <laughs> what do you want me to say? <laughs>
3: I mean, like, okay, yeah, he threw hands, whatever, right? It was like he barely touched the guy. First of all, uh, but yeah. You don't do that stuff, right? Stupid play, but he's not going to use suspensions, suspension. He's probably going a fine from the league. Okay, yeah. let's let's move on. I mean, it, it sucked they got ejected, right? Uh, like, I'm not defending it, but oh, man, there's nothing there, man. I, I feel like I've seen worse, and players not get ejected for that. So it was a little weak call, too, to get ejected for Walker. You want to know
1: what's dirty? What's dirty is in your helmet and hitting a dude with your helmet. Or going for a guy's knees, like, just to fuck up his knees. Or, like, hitting a dude in the head, like... At full speed. That that's dirty, right? I feel like that wasn't dirty. That was just football and guys just getting into it and he got his motion to get the best out of them. And unfortunately he didn't was...
3: even make contact with alignment? lineman.
1: Like I feel like, like I know he threw like the punch, but like I feel like he like it
2: wasn't even a punch. <laughs> like like, he, like punch. he like had
3: the motion of a punch or like, whatever. It was, yeah. It was like it was like a slap, like kind of yeah. like, like stop. <laughs> like get pushing your ha- like get your hands
2: off. Yeah, me. get your hands off yeah. me type yeah. stuff.
3: Yeah. I like I feel like I've seen a I... lot worse to like then, then that doesn't cause ejection. I was surprised they ejected him, honestly. It wasn't because of that. It was because
1: he, he had two, two. – uh, when you have two of those unnecessary uh, roughness, you're turn not like ejection. So both were on him. Well, no, one that was on Alex. Me. One
3: was on Alex. But, yeah, he did – I think because they called him one for – because one was on Anzalone.
1: I know that. They declined that penalty. No, the ref said they were both on 21, I believe. That that's what that's what was my understanding. We were at the stadium because
2: all, all I know is that he had two uns, uh, unnecessary had, roughness. roughness. Yeah, he had two unnecessary unnecessary roughness. That's
1: why I was ejected.
2: And that's why you were ejected.
3: Well, I think they're yeah, I don't know. I thought one was on Alex because he got the late hit. He was the one who that's why I thought, like, why are they mad at Tracy? Because like, Alex is the one who got the late hit on, on Jalen original initially. I don't
1: know. Um from like what what they said is like he had two on it. Maybe one was earlier in the game. i I forgot if he had one earlier in the game, but he they oh said God. he had two. But he might
3: have got two in the same like objective. possession. That might have because I think he got in two little like fights.
1: Oh, uh, Maybe, yeah. Or two like, scuffles, <laughs> whatever you want to call them. Maybe, but...
3: Is, it is Tracy it a dirty is, player
1: then? No. Tracy Walker's no. not a dirty player. <laughs> I think we can get away from that topic. Let's...
2: Yeah, Tracy is not a dirty player. Just want to put that out there. He is clean.
3: Oh, there you go. All right. Um... Overall, okay, we talked about Dan Campbell. We talked about that first half mishap. Overall, what do you guys think of the game plan from
1: Dan Campbell and, like, clock management and all that? I like the offensive game plan. I wish they adjusted more on the defensive game plan. Um, I thought special teams, they were great. Honestly, I thought they were great on special teams. It's just when someone keeps doing the same thing over and over and you can't stop it, you just maybe change a little. Yeah, yeah. It's fair in regards to ag and i love ag bro like i saw some random clown today in my comments fire ag of like like relax bro like <laughs> i don't know if it's being a trophy is being serious but whoever's saying fire ag need, needs to like relax he's gonna be a head coach in this league soon guys he's, he's a great coach you don't want to lose him trust me yeah so yeah. i think overall outside
3: the first half mishap <laughs> in my opinion that was like, the only one i really looked at and i'm like man what the fuck are we doing here what are we doing here um other than that, I thought everything was fine. I didn't mind the outside kick, like I said. Um, clock management in general, I think, was fine with using all the timeouts outside the first half, like I said. I think the first half was a big deal, so I don't want to like just like get past that. But I don't think we lost this game solely on coaching. I think we lost to a more talented team. I think we lost because uh, a few guys couldn't catch that game. I mean, it's just like some things you could look at the what-ifs. It sucks because you had opportunity to win the game. You didn't. Just move on, and you know, you got to win this week. You got to win this game now
1: versus Washington, yeah. yeah. And Jalen Hurts said, like, this team is not the team we played last year, they got a lot better. Like, last year, they kicked our ass 44 to six, it wasn't even close. They literally, like, it was an embarrassment. It was the worst game of Kim Campbell's uh tenure so far was that Philly game. That was awful, that was hard to watch, man. We had to watch all that, yeah. Um, and you know, they they competed their ass off. I like how they didn't give up under camp. Like they play hard for that man till the whistle blows. Literally, they went down. Also on broadcast, I mean, I thought they should have reviewed it. But was that a first down? Did it look like a first down that last fourth down run? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was hard to tell from like I don't know. It's it was hard close. Was.
3: And my you know my bias in the game action. I'm like, oh, he's short, he's short, but no, he, he made it. He got it. <laughs> yeah, all, right, so, all
2: right. So he was laying on top of one of his linemen. Yeah, I mean, and he was when, sending the ball. He sent the ball, so he was he was over.
1: Yeah, I couldn't necessarily tell. That's what I want to tell you guys because in the broadcast, we're like, I mean, in the same, like, yo, like they should look at this.
3: I think the refs were pretty much good all game. I think the Akuta mm-hmm. PI was really rough. I thought Devontae Smith slipped. I don't think that was warranted a PI.
1: Yeah, um, that was, that was.
3: Overall, no, problem. like I don't. I can't look back and say the officials had any like crucial calls in
1: this game. I think overall it was pretty clean. I'm with you. Yeah, I thought the refs were like pretty solid. Yeah. Although at some point they got really flag. They were throwing flags like. Like almost every play, it got yeah. kind of annoying. The, the game took long, man.
2: You talking about what, like the You talking about the the, um, the false starts is that we talking about?
1: I mean, us and the Eagles. Like there was a ton of flags going at one point during the game. Like every yeah. it was
2: there, a, it was a, a false starts. It was y'all,
1: that. It's because y'all,
2: it was y'all were so loud.
1: And it was the, the delayed games too. Yeah, that's what I meant. The delayed games. Yeah, so the, Del- the delayed delay games. games. Yeah, false starts. I mean, I'll take those. But in general, too, they like I feel like some there was some calls where, like. Not pre-sampling, like, post. I feel like some calls were kind of, like, you know, like, yeah, it, 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 there was, like, at least two, three times in that game I could,
3: like, remember vividly. Like, Jalen Hurts, like, had a very big delay game. Like, it wasn't even, like, close to, like, being, the, the, you know, the ball being snapped. So, that's, yeah. like a, that's a big kudos to the fan base and, and the fans that show up to Ford Field, man. Like, that's what, like, fans have a big say in games, man. They have a big say in, like, that's something we missed over the years. I know last year we went back to fans, but, like, when you watch games in 2020s compared to now, it's like, man, you miss that atmosphere because it actually has such a huge difference on the game. Sure. Right. I think people um, like, you know, people kind of forget how big of an advantage home field advantage is. Like when you play home in a playoff game, there's a reason why people want to play home in the playoff game. That's why you play hard. Even once you clinch the playoff spot, because you want to clinch that home field spot, get a division, whatever it is. Right. Um, they, they make a big difference, man. A huge difference in these games. I can't wait like to see that one day. Ford fields finally host one of those games because you know we haven't been fortunate enough to host one of them yet.
1: it's like a 12 man like i know the seahawks always have 12s or whatever but honestly it's it's like a like jalen i mean aj brown said we couldn't hear nothing like he's like if i'm talking to you right now i couldn't even hear like i'm right next to you i couldn't even hear you talk that's how loud it was bro and like our ears you could tell like once it slowed down like oh shit my ears are fucked (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it was, bro, it was that bad. Like, you know what I mean? You don't know, you leave a game or, like, you leave live music, a concert or something? Yeah. ears yeah. are like, like oh, yeah. shit. It's that, a, that's that's a, that's a rough it walk felt. back.
3: It's a rough walk back when you have your ears like that. It's like, damn, like, well, how loud was that shit? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it was awesome, obviously. But, yeah, I feel like a lot of people's ears were like that yesterday. And I'm not complaining about that. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's part All of right. the
3: game. You want to do our oopsie doopsie and ball of the weekend? Let's get out of here. We could do that. Alright, um, right. we'll start off. Cue Mr. Krabs and the sad music. It's been a minute. Cue it. I want to hear it. I hear it. <laughs> oh,
2: boo-hoo. Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin.
3: Alright, with that being said, here is our Oopsie Doopsie of the Week segment back. We haven't done this in a minute. It's been since January since I've done Oopsie Doopsie of the Week. Um, and for our new listeners, Oopsie Doopsie of the Week is just basically like... Worst player of the game award or worst unit of the game award. So for any of our new listeners and wondering uh, where that came from, how the name came from, like, I don't. Know
2: how I how remember. I, I know. Remember. How, I know how, but don't ask I me what, like, why I thought of that word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it came from Tyler. Tyler just kept saying oopsie doopsie, and we're like, what the? Yeah, like I <laughs> like you tired of these oopsie doopsie plays and oopsie doopsie. <laughs> and we're like, what the world? Oopsie doopsie. You so know man, what? We're gonna find a player. I mean, they're gonna be oopsie doopsie. Goddamn it.
3: I made a whole award out of it, <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and by the end of the year, we have an oopsie-doopsie of the year, too. So you get yes, a yearly do. award. All right. So this one was kind of tough, man. I, I, it, was hard, it was hard to point out one single player or one single unit because, you know, like the D-line in general, as far as the run defense, was really rough. I, I didn't like the Dan Campbell under the first staff, but does that warrant a whole oopsie-doopsie? I don't think so. My oopsie-doopsie of the week is the jug machine. And it's the drug machine this week because the drug machine didn't work for these guys. I mean, five drops, six drops, wherever the number was, that's rough. I mean, we, we got to get a better drug machine. I mean, it's time for some new equipment. The drug machine. Hold, on, up hold to the week. hold on,
1: hold on, hold on. So the receivers basically. Yeah, but the
3: job, I'm blaming the drug machine. The the machine? No. machine. I'm blaming field. I'm blaming field? field. Yates too. He had a tweet. I and runs never had a drop Had two drops in that game.
2: So he, he's part of Oshie Dupes as well. Yeah. Let's okay. go.
3: I mean, it was hard. Right. Who 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 do I single out? Like, I
2: don't think there's I a- I, I, I have one. He you know, it's it's a number Stenberg, seven, right? 71. I, like, I don't know. I, 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 I mean that that that's mine, uh, but you know, go ahead, the drug machine it is. I mean, I, I wasn't look there. at if you gotta say who was the worst player on the field that game. Unfortunately, it was him man.
3: I mean, I could say like Will Harris too, but he didn't play enough for me to like give the award. I mean, it was a big play, a huge yeah, that play. Was,
2: that was a huge play.
3: I was thinking about it, but I'm like, do like I give it to a guy who played fucking how many snaps did he play? No more than six, seven. Nah, so like, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it is that I mean, it was a big play, but like, does that dictate the whole game?
2: You can. I would just argument, go. I'll, I'll just I'll just go with the guy who PFF gave a 0.0, 0 grade to. I mean, that thing that, that I think that just explains his night. His, his day as a guard. I think I just explained it, but 0. 0.0.
1: Jesus. I don't know, Peter.
3: Who, if you had to give the award, who would you give it to in this game? Oopsie
1: doopsie. Yeah. The Lions defense.
3: Lions, like yeah, I could have gave it to a whole unit. I could have. That's probably a better one. Probably is a better one.
1: Whatever. I mean, just I mean, even the, like the offense sputtered too, but I feel like the defense just could not get off the field. Yeah, I mean, often scored thirty-five points in a day. You should win a game when
3: you score thirty-five. So it is tough to really critique just the offense.
0: I don't know, man. Right. It
3: was it was really tough to just single out one thing. So I'm gonna keep it simple. Just make it the drug machine. Okay, get some new equipment. Drug, uh, drug machine is this? Drug machine is this. All right, Pierre, Who's the baller? <laughs> Who balled out? Fly, no
1: um. It's kind of like a unit and a player. It's like offensive line and Swift. Because the offensive line was opening holes for Swift, but Swift was also like breaking tackles. I believe he has six yards after contact, second most for running backs uh, in week one. He had 15 carries, 144 yards, averaged 9.6 yards a carry and a touchdown. In the passing game, three receptions, 31 yards, averaged 10.3 per catch. That's impressive. So it's going to go to DeAndre Swift and that O line man. Everyone gets it except maybe 71. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. He yeah, he had some nice run blocks, too. He's just not good in pass, bro. So the run blocking. Run blocking, even the wide receivers, they block their ass off, man. Like, you would literally see them push dudes and running backs, like, running past. It, it was beautiful to see. All right. It was like chef's kiss. You know, like, how people do that little chef's kiss? It yeah. was a chef's kiss. It, it was art, bro. It was honestly beautiful to see. All
3: right. So if the season were to end today... The oopsie doopsie of the year would be the drug machine, and the ball of the week would be DeAndre Swift in the offensive line. So
2: that's, that's interesting. I never would have thought
3: that. <laughs>
2: not not the offensive line, but the drug machine. I can see DeAndre Swift is going to have many of these awards this this season.
3: I can see that too. I can see that. I think he's stay going, healthy. He's actually my prediction to win it this year. Line of the year, ball of the year.
2: Yeah, man. I, please, please, just please stay stay healthy.
1: He please, just, he doesn't stay healthy. Please. Yeah. Yeah uh before we leave i just wanted to uh, talk about one player we're not to talk about i think rodrigo played his ass off dan campbell said he had zero ma's which is zero missed assignments that kid is legit he could also cover too bro did you see that one clip where he tossed jason kelsey and kelsey is like one of the best centers in the league he literally tossed his ass he's like 70 pounds heavier than him yeah he could tackle too he's gonna get the expanding role
2: I, mean, kid's, I told that kid special, man. But I said it. I've been calling it.
1: Did, did you I've guys see that play, though, where he literally tossed Jason Kelsey?
2: I was on this bandwagon a long time ago before Hard Knocks. I was on the Rigo bandwagon before Hard Knocks.
1: You were on it when you watched his college tape.
2: Well, as soon as, as soon as you drafted him, I was like, who is this kid? I was like, oh, shit. I was like, we have the same name. Who is this kid? <laughs> oh, shit. I was like, oh, shit. This guy guy's nice. How the hell do you call the six? Man, I'm telling you, this kid's going to be special.
1: Yep. He was good. He was good.
3: All right. Well, with that being said, hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. We'll be back later this week with a Washington Commanders game preview. That's for my first time ever saying that on the pod, Washington Commanders. So we'll have that coming up on you guys' feed. And on Sunday, we'll be live on Twitter Spaces. Before and after the game, and on playback during the second half of the game. So come join us and watch the game with us on playback in the second half. Me and Malcolm were there live on playback. You saw the emotions between me and him in that Philly game. Hopefully this time we can celebrate a W this week. Hopefully, right?
2: Hopefully we better. Or or uh, man, the if, if we if, if it's, not, it's not if we don't celebrate a W, you definitely want to join playback because that live reaction is going to be epic. Yeah, let's just get there. Let's not do that.
3: All right, guys. Hope you have all a
1: good day. I'm out. Peace. All right, guys. I'm out. Peace.
2: All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I'm out. Peace.